This is an ABC podcast. Hey friends, it's Ruby here and this is news time. Hello Ruby. Hi Ruby. Today we're going to meet a firefighting hero. We'll also welcome home a runner who's just finished a really, really long race. Then it's time for a trip to the top of Australia, where a mob of special birds has just been spotted. Then, speaking of wildlife, we'll find out which type of unusual animal fur is being spun into yarn. Finally, it'll be time for our Wow of the Week. That's the story that made us go... Wow. I wonder what it could be. We'll soon find out. Story number five. If you live near the bush, there'll be a local fire brigade that helps protect your community from bushfires. It's when a fire starts on bushes and it goes bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep, the people who protect us from bushfires are very brave. They have to use big hoses, then spray all the um, fire out. Richard Greatorex is one of those brave firefighters and he just won a local hero award for helping protect his community in the Bundaberg region of Queensland. Good job. Richard has one arm. The other one had to be amputated after a car accident about 40 years ago. Ten years after that happened, Richard helped set up the Goodwood Rural Fire Brigade. Now Richard is the brigade's first officer. That means he's in charge of a whole team of volunteer firefighters. I think it will be really, really hard and you'll get really sweaty. Fighting fires isn't easy, and Richard says having one arm is a physical challenge. But his teammates say he is an amazing firefighter. He's great at predicting fire behaviour and keeping them all safe. They say they trust him with their lives. Thank Thank you, Richard. Richard. Richard's biggest worry these days is the way that fires are changing. He says they're burning for longer and burning more intensely, and that's due to the changing climate. So Richard would like to encourage other people to volunteer with their rural fire brigades to help protect their communities too. He says people of all abilities can join. Story number four. A marathon is a really, really long run. 42.195 kilometres to be exact. It takes most runners about four and a half hours to run that far. But most people would probably drive if they had to travel that distance. You have to take lots of breaks. Charlie Ma doesn't take any breaks when he's running races. He's just become the first Indigenous Australian to complete all six of the world's major marathons. I'll be very puffed. Me too. Charlie is a Western Arunda man from Alice Springs in Central Australia. He first started running marathons about 10 years ago when he met a famous Australian marathoner named Robert D. Castella. Robert asked Charlie to join the Indigenous Marathon Project and they travelled to the United States to run the New York Marathon. Charlie had such a great time, 
He ran the Tokyo Marathon in Japan, the Boston and Chicago Marathons in the US, the Berlin Marathon in Germany, and just recently, the London Marathon in England. I think his legs would be destroyed after that. Thankfully, Charlie's okay. But he's one of only 7,000 people in the world to have run all six of the major marathons. Now he's hoping he's inspired other people to realise they can do anything they put their minds to. Marathon effort, Charlie. Good running, Charlie. Story number three. What kind of bird is that? It has a blue head, long legs, and red things coming out of its neck. Oh, I know. It's a southern cassowary. Cassowary? Cassowary. A cassowary is a flightless bird that stands tall like an emu, and a mob of southern cassowaries has just been spotted at the very top of Australia. They have blue and purple faces, red dangly bits called wattles underneath their chins, and a black bump on their heads called a cask. Southern cassowaries live in far north Queensland, but it's really rare to spot one as far north as Cape York Peninsula. That's Garang Yadda Canoe Country, at the pointy tip of Australia. They go first. They sure do. And cameras in the Cape York rainforest have just spotted a cassowary mob. At least 10 of them. The last time Garang Yadda Canoe people saw cassowaries in their country was 40 years ago. It had been so long that most people thought southern cassowaries were extinct in that area. But now the traditional owners and park rangers want to do everything they can to protect the southern cassowary population. Because they're special. Yep. But southern cassowaries can also be quite dangerous. It's important to give them lots of space in the wild. Leave them alone in the place that they want to be. Good advice. And if you want to learn more about cassowaries, check out the Noisy by Nature podcast on the Kids Listen app. Story number two. Okay, who can tell me where wool comes from? Sheep, I'm pretty sure. Yes, but did you know that yarn, the stuff people knit with, can be made from almost any type of animal hair? We can make fox socks. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. A clever spinner, that's someone who makes yarn, has actually started using dog fur. (laughs) Don't worry, this is not a Cruella de Vil situation. The dogs are not hurt. Marion Wheatland takes dog fur, or dog hair, and uses a machine called a spinning wheel to turn it into yarn. That yarn can be used to knit or crochet things like snuggly blankets or clothes. It might be a bit smelly. Stinky. (laughs) Marion makes sure she gives this fur a good wash. This dog yarn has been such a success that Marion's tried other animals too. She spun yarn from ox, bison, camels, even cats. You could use monkeys, I guess. Koalas. Sloths too. 
Hmm, I guess it would be worth a try. <laughs> okay, probably not a shark. The longer the fur is, the better. And Marion's next mission is dingo hair. She says it'll be a challenge because it's short and spiky. She might have to mix it with sheep wool to get the yarn just right. <laughs> and now it's that time again. Wow of the week. The story made me go wow because one man built a castle. If you could build your very own castle, what would it look like? It would be tall and really big and lots of windows and be made out of bricks. Well, a man named Shannon Dracon has built his own castle. He called it Dragon's Roost and it looks just like your dream castle. It's tall with lots of windows and made of bricks. Dragon's Roost is built high on top of a hill in the town of Burnie in Tasmania. It has lots of balconies and it has those little top bits. I think you're talking about turrets. They're the small towers on top of the tall towers. And battlements. They're the square spaces at the top of forts where soldiers keep a lookout for enemies. But Shannon didn't build the battlements for a siege. He just wanted his castle to look real. And he usually spends his time on the battlements sipping a cup of tea and enjoying the view. It's cool. Shannon also loves playing fantasy games with dragons and magic. His last name, Dracon, even means dragon in ancient Greek. Dragon's Roost includes a special gaming room with a huge games table in the middle and cabinets filled with hundreds of hand-painted figurines like warriors and sorcerers. I would have lots and lots of teddy bears. I would have a TV and a spa and a pool. The last thing Shannon hopes to build at Dragon's Roost is a pond, like a moat and a drawbridge. Then his kingdom will be complete. That's amazing. And that is it for today, my friends. Thank you, Ruby. Don't forget to do the news time quiz. You'll find the questions and the answers in the show notes. Bye, Ruby. Bye, or as they say in Cantonese, joy kid. News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to, and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.